in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 42, they attended temple daily. And I said to you, you better start worshipping God daily. Because the times are going to go bad in the whole world. Isaiah 60 will be, is already being fulfilled. Now on earth. Darkness covers the people, including the government. Thick darkness over everybody. The only place we find light is the midst of the saints of God. And it says to you, you arise and what, what, what? Shine. <laughs> After they announced to them that nine people will be sacked, uh, six people will be sacked among nine and retained three, they called her behind and told her that, know that we are not talking about you. <laughs> yes, so they said, if they sack everybody in your section, you will not be sacked. Just know that. But keep your mouth. The Bible says, even light dawns in darkness for the righteous. And it does not cost anything to follow righteousness. Because alternative to righteousness will cost you everything that you live for. Pains and sorrow. Listen, therefore, Exodus says, the angel will guide you to destiny. But look at the rules and regulations that follow that Exodus. Whether what Apostle is saying is just the right thing or true. He says what? Pay attention to him and listen to what? Then he says, do not rebel. Stop. Pay attention. Listen. Don't rebel. Hallelujah. Pay attention. Listen. Don't rebel. I'm, I'm happy to understand the entrance into angelic ministry. Pay attention. Listen. Don't rebel. Anytime the word of God is spoken, how do you react? If you are a person who is not captivated by the word of God, you cannot really operate in the ministry of angels. Listen to me. When we preach the word of God in church, some people are committed to it, some people are following it so heartily. Those are the heart that can see angels. When we preach the word of God, somebody feeling the indifferent, then angel will look at you and say, well, I'm speaking and he's not care. he doesn't care. You will fast, you will see nothing except demons. Oh, I've seen some people fast, 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 fast. When they broke, they are pretty, pretty fast. Or no, many days without food and water, it is demons they start seeing on their dream. <laughs> you can't tell me that that is fasting unto God, because those who fast with God, who see God, they go to heaven. They see angels. You know the the principle: if your heart is not clean before God and you fast, you will attract demons. Unless if you are fasting to repent, I would mean that. But if you walk right with God, you don't need to fast to see angels. You only need to worship God and serve God and pray regularly. Fasting will not give you, it will not, it will not open your eyes to see angels. It will not take you into angelic ministry. No. No. Pay attention. Listen. Stop rebelling against him. And he says, he will not forgive your rebellion because my name is in him. The next verse give you the condition. 
If you listen carefully to what he says, and do all that I say, then what did God say? I will be an enemy to your enemies, and will oppose those who oppose you. Why should Christians be overcome by enemies? We should, we should glide over enemies. Come on now. You are not, why should you be afraid of enemies? When God said he will oppose those who oppose you. If enemy overthrow you all the time and you are the one running before enemy, check your attention, whether you pay attention, who you pay attention to, who you listen to, and whether you are obedient, rebellion. If you can sort that out, forget it. You don't need to pray over enemy. I told you, some of us bind devil, bind devil, bind devil. And the more we bind him, the more the guy is rascally loose. If you bind devil, bind devil, bind devil, and he still destroying, what do you do? Shut your binding. Lose yourself. It means that your binding is not working. Naturally. But if you lose yourself, and you can be in your place. If you say, I read, before you say, Buke, the demons are gone. They are gone. If you say to a demon possessed, I command you, evil spirit, to come out in the name of Jesus, you will not have to sweat over that. But when your case becomes, you are, you are praying, come out, come out, come out, come out, yay, come out, come out. For how long are you going to do that? Hello, somebody. Pay attention to him. Listen to him. Do not rebel against him. And God said, he will oppose all your enemies. So, angels are sent to take us to destiny. We'll talk much about this later. Another thing that angels do, are sent to do, is to fight your battle for you. Angels are sent by God to fight your battle for you. If you look at the story in the book of Second Chronicles 20, you will see the work of angels fighting battle. If you look at Second Chronicles 32, the story of Sennacherib, you will see the angels of God fighting battle. When Sennacherib came and boasted against Hezekiah, and Hezekiah and Isaiah went on their knees, and the second day, God went to the battle and sent an angel to destroy the entire enemies and they slaughtered them before morning. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So, as a believer, therefore, anywhere you go, angels surround you. Either you are awake or you are asleep, angels surround you. They surround you because you are born again. Not because of any other thing, but because you are born again. Are we together now? Let me take you briefly or give you a pointer on 
What can you do to open your eyes into the realm of angels or for angels to physically manifest themselves to you? What can you do? Look at the book of Daniel, chapter 9. Daniel. It says, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in a swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Shall we read that verse together? Now, another translation says you are highly favored. You know, you have Christians who, when you greet them, they say that I am blessed and highly favored. The word came to a, pray, a praying person, a prayerful person, not to a person who doesn't pray. That word, I'm highly favored, okay, it came to a man of prayer by angel. So if you look at this, it says, as soon as you began to pray, an answer was given. Look at the book of Acts chapter 10. <coughs> verse 1. Acts chapter 10 verse 1 says, At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. And then he and all his family were devout. Did you see that? Committed prayer people. And God-fearing. He gave generously to, the, to those in need and prayed to God regularly. And look at the next verse says, One day at about three in the afternoon, that is the ninth hour of prayer, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Let me say this to you. If there is anything the devil doesn't want to do after we are born again, it's to pray. Satan don't want you and I to pray. You look at church. Look at today. All of us are here now. You know how people are here. On, on Monday when they pray at 6 in New Cross, check how many people come there. When they pray here at 7, check how many people come up for prayer. Look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. People come here to pray, but how many are they? Majority in the church of God will say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, and rapture will happen and they're gone. I warn you strongly, when you see people encountering supernatural of God, in the household of faith, go and check it out. I know there is general blessing that sometimes God will just bless everybody. 
because of his faithfulness. But to go deeper in God can only occur to those who are deeper in relationship. And the way you are deeper in relationship is through prayer. It's through prayer. It's through prayer. Each time you pray, you exercise your authority. It becomes sharper. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. This man did not was not born again at the time. He was still in the Old Testament, in, in the midst of the New Testament. He didn't know that Jesus has come, but he prayed regularly, and his prayers and his giving became what a memorial offering. A, a memorial offering means that when God looks at it, He will remember Him. It means that His prayer have a deposit at the altar of God. Whenever God looks at that prayer, He will remember this is Cornelius. This is Cornelius. And so, what He was not seeking for because He did not know, but that thing is necessary for Him, God sent angel to take Him there. I will together now. Look at the book of Acts chapter 12. I may give you just two and then we will, we, will, we will stop for today. In chapter 12 of Acts, if you read from verse 1, oh, let me read it so that everybody will understand because sometimes when we quote the scriptures, we just tell you the summary. But there are a good number of people, maybe just newly born again, they don't know this, they haven't known the scripture yet. Or those who have been born again, mother, mothers and fathers in the born again, but they don't read Bible. <laughs> are we together now? They are, the, they, are the, they are the very, very reverend mothers and reverend fathers in the church. They are bench backbenchers. When we, when we talk about scriptures, they don't read it at all. So we have to read everything for them to also, I mean, just follow, follow us. May that not be you. <laughs> Look at what it says here. It was about, time, about this time that King Herod arrested some, of, some who belonged to the church. Listen, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with his sword. And God didn't stop them. They killed James. And God didn't stop them from killing him. That blood has to be shed for an awakening to begin. Listen to me. The next verse says, When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize who? Peter. <laughs> it, Peter also. Then he said, this happened during the feast of the unleavened bread. Can you imagine the period of jubilation, the period of feast, Satan rose up to slaughter. So when he slaughtered Jesus and saw that the people loved that, the Jews hailed him. He said, let's get Peter and shut the church completely. Now look at what happened to these people. After arresting Peter, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four quad, quads or quadrant of four soldiers. Four squads of four soldiers each. 
That is 16. Alright? Now it says, Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Then, so, Peter was kept in prison. Shall we read the next line? But, let me say something to you. If that church was not a praying church, they can't pray, they will confuse. Ah, they just killed James. Now they killed, they picked Peter. Who will deliver us? If, if it was some Christians today, they would say that where God has deserted us. So that Satan will prevail. Alright? What you are not, in the days of trial, you cannot be. What you are not on earth today, when you sleep in your bed, a situation happens, you can't be that. That's why Christians who don't pray, when uh, the, the enemy attack them on the dream, they will be saying all manners, calling all manners of names that cannot deliver. Or they will not be able to utter anything from their mouth until the enemy mess them up and then run away. That is the reason why you have to wake up with holy indignation. Prayer is the breath of life for a believer. Prayer is your breath of life. Reduce it, you are choking. Stop it, you are dead. Look at what happened here. The church locked up themselves in a home group and prayed. The night before, what is happening here? Alright. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Can you imagine they want to kill this man tomorrow and he's sleeping? Hallelujah, somebody. They, were, they had soldiers chained to him so that he would not run away. And they have told him that we spare you tonight because of the Passover. In the morning, your head is coming out of your neck. As we kill your brother James, we are going to behead you. And this man, in the midst of soldier, he slept. What would you have done? Some of you will have been this is how they meet you in the morning. With your hand on your head, shaking your head. After you have prayed and prayed and you know the kind of prayer. Father, you have to release me here. <laughs> oh, Allah. That is somebody who can even remember to ask Father. And I will just say, the Lord gave it, the Lord took it. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. That this is from God. Ah, do not give me to my enemy. All the book of Psalms you'll be quoting. Arise, O God, and destroy those who destroy me. But you see, Peter was sleeping. That is a man of God. You know, in chapter 12, you read about Peter praying at 12, midnight, 12 noon and seeing the trance. He observed the hours of prayer. He prayed regularly. So he has no fear of tomorrow. He has no fear of tomorrow. Did he expect salvation? Even if he did not, if he was not saved, he doesn't care. Peter recognized that nobody can kill him unless the Lord says, come home. James, they were able to kill him because Jesus says, come. 
It's not because people are smart and powerful enough to kill him. It's because Jesus wanted his blood to be spewed to the ground for the new awakening to be. Some of us have to be martyred. Peter was sleeping, but the church was what? Praying earnestly. Bound with two chains and sentries guard at the, at the entrance. Look at the next verse. It says, suddenly what happened? An angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the sea. Was it Peter's prayer who brought angels? No! The people were praying in church. Whole group were praying. Whole group was praying. If I'm to do a test here now and ask how many of you went to home group last Sunday, some people will be saying, home, 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 home. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not there. I don't know my home group. Why did you start one in your house and tell the church that he has started in your house? They call it house group now. Every house is a house for the group. Why don't you break the ark of God into your own residence and start it in your house? And there are some home groups that you are more than 12. You love yourself so much that you cannot break into two. You don't understand that home group is not for you to grow to 20-something. Home group is for you to grow when you are 12, you break into two. So that you can go into other regions and in a short time you are proliferated in an area. If, if prayer is going on in about 20 places in Woolish right now, you can understand the power of the devil will be destroyed. These people were praying, and this man, Peter, was sleeping. My, oh my. Suddenly an angel of God appeared because they prayed. Look at this one. I always love this story. It's one of the stories I love most in the Bible. You will see in a minute. And the light shone in the, in the cell. He struck Peter on the side, that's the angel, and woke him up. Even with the light, Peter did not wake up. <laughs> Hey man, when we see Peter, we'll ask him more. He struck Peter on the side, he woke and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains were fell off Peter's wrist. And ninja said, get up, and the chains were fell off. Ministry of angels I'm talking about. What situation can a Christian find himself that an angel cannot conquer. What situation? Don't you know who angels are? Angels have power that is unlimited. Because they operate by the power of God. They have power that it cannot be contended. Uncontendable power. That's what they have. One day the Lord took me to heaven. I think I told you this story before I tell you again. Because I'm almost finished. And that time. I was asking God about the work, my work on earth, how much I've done, because I just want to go myself. I want, I want to leave all this mess in the world and go back to heaven. And during the period I encountered, I had an encounter, and an angel woke me up and took me out of my body and took me to heaven. And when we got to heaven, he took me to the presence of the Father, and where I was, in the northern region of it, up is the throne. Of the Father. And I saw a light. Like a curtain. Vertical. Began to increase. Alright. Like the door was opening. Inside it is blinding light. 
But out of that blinding light came a beam of light. And that beam of light began to shoot like a shooting star. And the nearer it got to me, the more I saw the full shape of this beam. It has a shape of a baby with six wings. And this being, as it was flying towards me, I said, what a baby angel. And the voice of the father spoke and said, do not call this a baby angel. He says this angel has power to take America out of the face of the map. One angel. One angel. Listen to me. If you look at that, Second Chronicles 32, I was telling you about Hezekiah. You know what happened with Hezekiah? One angel went to battle to fight Sennacherib. Just one angel. And this one angel destroyed several, over 100,000 armies. One angel. If you have two million demons surrounding you and Lucifer is the head of it, one angel is enough for him. One angel is enough for him. And you don't have to look for one to come from heaven because the angels are with you already. They are with you everywhere you go already. That's the reason why when circumstances happen to a Christian, you pray in the name of Jesus and speak positive. If you speak negative, you paralyze them. When you speak positive, then you empower your angel. Anybody who speaks negative, you will paralyze your angel. When you speak positively, you will empower the angel. Because the angel obeys the meaning of God. When you talk God, they act. When you talk flesh, they are looking at you like this. Because they cannot be moved by flesh. Are you with me now? So, this angel, let's go ahead with our act, please. That angel, the Bible says that the light, when it came, the light shone, it woke up Peter. And he's woken up. <laughs> Hallelujah. The next one. Then the angel said to him, Peter, on your, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Look at this Peter of a man. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him. The next verse. Watch this. Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was what? The guy was used to vision. <laughs> Anytime I read this, I laugh a lot. He's used to vision. He's the one who just saw a trance in chapter 12 of us. <laughs> he slept so much. That means he must have slept so deep. The angel woke him up. He thought he was dreaming. And he got up with his feet. And he put on his cloak. And then all the chains fell down. And having got dressed, put on his sandals. Angel said, follow me. He followed the angel and he thought he was still dreaming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, look at what happened. They passed the first and second guards. These are the quadrants. The four quadrants. And came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by words. 
the first remote control was recorded. My, oh my. Look, let me say this to you. If you will not like anything like the ministry of angels, they make your life easy. They make your life easy. But to get them work, you must be a person of prayer. You must be a person of prayer. When we call prayer in church, your heart must jump. You must be so happy. In this church, we give you many opportunities to pray. Every meeting, one hour before the meeting, come and pray. People are here praying today before at seven. They started praying. <clears throat> you just came in when you see me began. I came into the to the to the podium before even ministering. I began to operate in prophetic. Those things happen because some people are prayed it to be. They saturated this atmosphere with prayer, asking the bringing the power. So before I came in, the unction is already there. Are you with me now? A house where people pray, nobody can have nightmares. I repeat myself, a house where people pray regularly, it is impossible to have nightmares. Check out a house where they have nightmares. They pray whenever they remember. Or they pray when they are going out, pray when they are coming in, they bless the food. Or that's all their prayer. They have no relationship. Anywhere that you pray regularly, you build an altar for the Lord. A Bethel. What happened in Bethel? Angels are always ascending and descending. They know that somebody there will soon speak to the Father. So they are always there to take the prayer out to heaven. Tell me which demon will enter a place like that. Which demon will enter a place like that? Listen to me. One day, one of my sons ran down from the stairway upstairs. Meet me in the sitting room. He said that there is somebody is walking in the upstairs. And of course, I had the person walking too. He was going, B, 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 B. Are you with me now? My son was small. I said to my son, who do you think will work in my house? He said, angels. I said, correct. Because he had never had demon out of my mouth. And the senior brother came and said, that, Daddy, I have also been hearing it. I said to them that the reason why you are hearing this, these people, they will walk in the, in the corridor and they will open a door, ajar. And then you will look at the back, somebody opened the door, handle of the door, and opened the, the door, and nobody is there. And I was scared him. Because the person walking opened his door. And you know how do we move? Okay? When handle comes down and there is nobody behind the door. What do you call that? Some people say demons. How can demons be in my house? When the Bible says the angel of the Lord encamp round those who fear the Lord. If I don't fear God, then it will be demon. If I fear God, it must be angel. It must be angel. What is demon doing in the house of prayer? How can a demon come to the house of a man who prays to God? I told my son, Jesus is about to visit me. When a head of state is going to a place, his, his soldiers will go there, especially American president. His soldiers will go to that place for days before they come. They have mingled with everybody. They are armed. They will watch the ground there. 
So when the president comes, he doesn't care about what is going on around him because some guys are taking care and they are all among the people there too. When he goes away, they remain for a period. Are you with me now? If it happens to a human being like that, if I say the angel of the Lord, I can't run those who fear God. I told my son, you don't fear anything in my house. Not in my house. It's the house of a child of God. And a few weeks after, the Lord visited me in the same house. The angel of the Lord, ministry of angel is so delicious. It does not come by anointing. It does not come by calling. It comes by relationship with God through prayer. Okay? They put the first gate and the second gate guards and then they came to the iron gate and the iron gate opened. It opened for, for them by itself and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. I've taken you out now and the angel vanished. Look at what happened in the next verse. Let's read together. 